Welcome to the Renewing the Center podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel, and we want to thank you for joining us today. Here at Renewing the Center, we're answering God's call to work for the spiritual renewal of the church. For more information, visit renewingthecenter.org. We're glad to have you with us today. Now, let's make some space for God's renewing work. Today, we're going to continue our reflection on the work of the Holy Spirit. It's been so much fun uh, to be working on and, and thinking about and speaking about the nature of the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit does. It's my conviction that when we learn to recognize the Spirit's work, we'll begin to thank Him more often for what He's doing rather than mistaking it just for some other thing happening in our life that happens to be good. And I believe that when we thank the Holy Spirit, we'll experience more and more of the work of the Spirit. I want you to think about just for a moment how you show up in your relationships. Uh, I bet you that when you're thanked for something, you become more available, more engaged to that person who thanked you. This happens in our friendships, our family relationships, our work relationships even. When we're thanked for something we do, we're actually more likely to do that thing again. Now, I would submit to you that this is true in your life because it's first true in the life of God. Um, I think that's actually one of our image-bearing characteristics. We're more available when thanked because God becomes more available when he's thanked for his work. So as we get more and more clear around the work of the Spirit, I believe we'll thank God more, we'll thank the Holy Spirit more, and then we'll begin to experience a kind of compound interest effect here where we'll see more and more of the Spirit's work. So let's dive into the second set here of items, if you will, on the Holy Spirit's job description. The first thing today that I want to put in front of you is this. The Holy Spirit teaches our hearts that we belong. I'm going to read uh, Romans 8, 14. Paul says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very Spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if in fact we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. See, Romans 8 affirms the following about the work of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit bears witness in our spirit that we belong to God, that we're not alone, that we don't have to do life on our own, that we're not orphans, rejected, cast off. And many of us struggle with feelings of rejection, isolation. And those feelings are only being compounded right now in the midst of this remarkably uncertain and upheaving circumstance that we're all living through. And one of the jobs of the Holy Spirit is to remind us, actually to teach us, to bear witness with our spirit that we're not alone. That even if we feel alone, we're actually not. And the word Abba, Abba Father, says when we cry Abba Father, it is the spirit crying out in us. That word doesn't even have a great equivalent in the English language. Some have tried to translate it Daddy God or Daddy Father, but that's not a great uh, translation because the, the word actually is intimate, Abba, but it's not juvenile. It's not a child's word. The Holy Spirit is able to allow us to cry out and affirm the intimate but grown-up connection that all of us have or all of us have available to us in our life with God. And this leads me, not only do we belong, but another aspect of the Holy Spirit's work in our life is that the Holy Spirit says you do belong, 
but you belong as a son or a daughter. And you need to see the progression there because you can belong just as a citizen, right? Or an employee. But God says, the Holy Spirit says, you're not an orphan. You belong. You belong as a daughter. You belong as a son. And then Paul begins to unpack something really important there. He says, and children adopted, children are heirs of their parents. Elsewhere, the Holy Spirit is spoken of as a guarantee of our inheritance. Uh, uh, the word in the Greek language is erabon, which is a, a, a word that you would find if you walk the streets of modern-day Greece that would be the word used for an engagement ring. The Holy Spirit is a guarantee of a future reality. The Spirit is a sign of the good that awaits us as children of God. And right now, I would say that this leads us to one of the really important things we need from the Holy Spirit, which is to encourage our hearts to um, remain steadfast in the midst of a season of remarkable difficulty. We may feel alone, but we're not alone. So we belong. We belong as daughters, as sons. But the, the thing that we have to hear in this first movement that's so important is not only are we children, because you can be a child in a household and not have an intimate relationship with your parents, the Holy Spirit actually brings us near to God's heart so that we would have an experiential awareness of the nearness of God. Ephesians tells us that through Jesus, the Holy Spirit brings us into the presence of the Father, that we're actually close, proximately close, a nearness, not just belief, not just mental assent. The Holy Spirit's work in us enables us to know that we are experientially close to God. And so I just want to say, do you have a sense of nearness, connection to God when you pray, when you study? Have we been taught that Christianity is primarily about information rather than nearness? See, God wants you and me to have an experience of his nearness, of his closeness. And one of the jobs of the Holy Spirit is actually to bring us into an experiential awareness of God. He wants you to know that you're connected. And that leads me to the second thing I want to point out. On the job description of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is able to make us brave and bold. John 14, 26, we are told there that the Holy Spirit is our comforter. And that word comfort comes from a root word in the Latin language that means fortis, to make brave. One of the ways that we are invited into boldness is to know that the Spirit is there to make us strong. He's there to make us brave. But one way that you can become bold in the spirit is to know that God does not despise you in your weakness, because otherwise that boldness could just be a kind of puffed up, immature bravado. So let's go to the third thing the Holy Spirit does, and this will help us understand the second thing. The Holy Spirit is able to help us in our weaknesses. See, it's a strength when you begin to know what your weaknesses look like, because you'll know that's precisely where the Holy Spirit wants to meet you. Listen to Romans eight twenty six. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought, but that very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. And God, who searches the heart, knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Y'all, when we feel weak and we don't know what to do next, when we want to be bold but we don't feel like we can be bold— that's where the Holy Spirit comes in to help us. When we don't know how to pray, the Holy Spirit prays for us, actually intercedes for us. Did you know that right now you're being prayed for by the Holy Spirit? You are being prayed for. The Holy Spirit wants to meet you. And I will say this, boldness in the Spirit emerges out of acknowledged weakness. And so if you come from a family 
or an experience of life where you were taught not to ever acknowledge weakness, I want to say that you're probably missing out on some of the empowering work of the Holy Spirit. Because what happens when we won't acknowledge our weakness is then the Holy Spirit can't come and meet us in that weakness. An unacknowledged place is like a closed door. When we acknowledge our weakness, then what Paul says becomes increasingly true. The Holy Spirit is then able to help us, to meet us in our weakness. I believe the Lord's asking you and me to become more vulnerable for this very reason, so that the Spirit can meet us in our weakness and make us bold. And then that boldness won't feel like a house of cards, right? And you know that it does in you sometimes, that when we try to puff up boldness or fake it, it feels really uh, fragile, unstable even. But when we can acknowledge our weakness, the Holy Spirit is able to meet us there and actually make us strong. And this leads me to the last thing, or actually the next to last thing I want to share in this podcast episode. Connected to what I just said before, the Holy Spirit is able, part of his job description, is able to strengthen you and your inner being by rooting you and grounding you. Ephesians 3.16, Paul says, I pray that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant that you may be strengthened in your inner being with power through his spirit, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith as you are being rooted and grounded in love. I pray that you may have power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of God that surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who by the power at work in us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than we could ask or imagine, to him be glory in the church. In Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Y'all, Paul says it there. The Holy Spirit is able to settle us. He's able to root us to give us a place to stand. And I love those words, rooted and grounded. I think right now maybe we, we probably are aware of our need to be rooted and grounded. Maybe more than ever before. Because so much about our lives, is it feels like it's blowing us around, right? If we don't have a place to stand. And I think of a tree here. Uh, it's actually one of the images that, that led us to name this initiative, Renewing the Center. We felt like trees need to be renewed at their core, Core strength results in root strength. That the Holy Spirit is able to root us and ground us. He's able to encourage a hidden life with God. If you think about a root system, right? Roots are hidden but vital to create stability. And so as the Holy Spirit roots you and grounds you, you might say that the Holy Spirit's job is to give you a hidden life with God so that you would be able to be anchored to withstand the wind and the storms of life. See, God wants there to be more to your life that's hidden than is visible. And I just want to say, we live in a world right now that prizes maybe only the visible. We're so prone to image management, to cultivating externals. And one of the jobs of the Holy Spirit is actually to give you a hidden life, a rooted, grounded life with God. So I'm going to pray for us, and then we're just going to ask for the Holy Spirit's help. Father, we pray that you would give us a sense of connection to the Holy Spirit. We pray that as we think about what the Holy Spirit does, that he teaches our hearts that we belong, that he gives us an invitation to boldness, that he helps us in our weakness. God, that you root us and ground us, Holy Spirit. I pray that your work would increase in our hearts and in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. As we end, remember, our goal is to learn to reflect on and respond to God's renewing work in our everyday lives.
So take some time to recall an idea or image that encouraged or challenged you in this episode. Carry this with you into your day as a conversation starter between you and God. Allow him to show you how it connects to your life right now. What does he want you to know or do? And how will you respond? Thanks for listening. We look forward to having you back with us here next time at Renewing the Center.